Do you hate being in pain and resent your triggers? If you do, today's session will honestly turn your whole world upside down in a good way. In today's clip from our Recovery Secrets Daily Coaching Program, you'll hear Brad and me talk about how to use pain as an opportunity to heal and process trauma and what your triggers are actually trying to tell you. If you like today's content, you can try Recovery Secrets Daily Coaching and get coached by Brad and myself free for seven days by going to overcomingptsd.com slash free trial. And when you sign up, you'll not only be able to ask us questions live every day, but you'll also get over $3,000 worth of amazing bonus programs that you get to keep for life just for signing up. All right, we are live here. Welcome everyone to our Recover Secrets Daily Coaching Call. It is so good to be here with each and every one of you on this awesome Wednesday morning. And sorry, something just popped up on my screen. (laughs) And we have a great topic planned for you today. Today's topic is going to be all about processing. So we'll get into just that in a second. If you are going to be here with us live, feel free to say, hey, in the chat box there so that we can welcome you and engage with you throughout the session today. Remember always when it comes to sessions, the more that you engage, the more that you're going to get out of it and be able to actually take away from it. So this lovely man across the screen from me here. Good morning, everybody. Great to see you. Uh, My name is Brad. If you are new, it's great to have you. And today we're talking about processing. Wednesdays are dedicated to talking about processing past trauma. So that's what we're talking about today. And we have a great topic uh, that we picked out for you. Um, And it's all about using pain and using triggers as a way to process trauma. So it's about using the pain instead of being afraid of it. So it's about changing your entire mindset about triggers, about pain, so that you start embracing the pain and you use it as a tool to get you deeper and deeper healing. Because what you'll learn in today's session is that when you get triggered, it's basically your body and your mind telling you exactly what you need to be working on. So we're going to teach you how to change the mindset, first of all, and then what to do when you actually feel the trigger, and then how to go deeper into the processing. So you can take advantage of that moment because triggers are such a good moment. Once you know the processing tools, they're such an amazing moment for you. And you'll start to feel excited for triggers because it'll show you exactly what you need to work on to get to that next level. Because a lot of times it can be confusing. What do I do to get to that? Like, what else do I need to heal? Or what do I need to focus on? Triggers will highlight the way for you if you don't, if you don't, know, what to, don't know what to do. So it's, it's really kind of your compass when you're in the dark. And it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. When you change your mindset about it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, what a beautiful way to start off. And I want you all to think about that. Just consider that for a second. What if triggers were something that I got excited about. I want you to really consider that for a minute because that's what like knowing the processing tools do and then understanding this kind of shift in mindset, although we're talking about processing, a lot of times by proxy, we're also going to talk about mindset and routines and it all kind of has an interplay together. Excuse me, but I really want you to consider that. What if I felt excited? What if I felt grateful for triggers because I saw them as opportunities. I saw them as literally not just in the, like, I'm going to think of this in a positive way type of thinking, and I'm just going to force myself to be positive. Not like that, but literal, true, genuine opportunities that from feeling that trigger, from being triggered, you could go from quite literally a state of being triggered to a state of actually making progress on your healing, not just no longer being triggered, not feeling calmer, not feeling better, but literally making progress on your healing, which Mm -hmm. means you're never going to have to do that specific section of that work again. Right. And so there's going to be a a lot that you have to work with. I I hope this is coming off as, as clear as it can to understand 
you know, a concept like this, but literally you are going to be able to use that moment to further your healing, deeper your, your healing. And each time you put effort into your healing, it's effort you won't have to put in again. Because each time we go to do healing, although we might do multiple processing sessions on one specific issue, and you're going to do multiple processing sessions on one specific issue, we are making progress each of those times. So I really want you to mm -hmm. consider that for a second. What if, and again, this is not some like hippy dippy positive thinking about getting triggered. Literally, no. <laughs> what if I was excited about getting triggered? I literally saw it as an opportunity. I saw it as something good. I saw it as, okay, great. This is awesome data. This is awesome information because now I can actually do something about it. I want you to really consider that. So. Mm -hmm. Welcome everyone. Welcome Delane. Welcome Judy. Welcome Teresa. Welcome Lena. Welcome Jeanette. Welcome Bonnie. Good morning. Great to have you here morning, on our everyone. processing Wednesday. Really, really yeah. cool concept that we're talking about because yeah. whether you are implementing your healing routine or not, right? So for those of you new, for those of you who are like, Kimmy, what are you saying? We talk about three basic routines when it comes to recovery, evening routine, morning routine, and healing routine. And all that a healing routine is, is basically a time, a set aside time, a sacred time that you put in to specifically process trauma. So recovery secrets is a great time to set aside for yourself, but we're talking about something mm -hmm. additional to that, right? So it's time specifically set aside on a daily or weekly basis to process trauma. And we do that by using one or more of a handful of processing tools that we teach. We teach four different mm -hmm. processing tools. We've taught them in recovery secrets. For those of you in broken to unbreakable, you have access to those in kind of a different format as well. But those are the tools that we're talking about during that processing time. So whether you are implementing and executing on your healing routine or not, this is a strategy that you are 100% going to want to use to your advantage. Mm -hmm. You're, you want to do this. You can get so much healing done this way. It's fantastic. It's awesome. It's a really good use of your time. When I was growing up, super, super busy between school and sports and other sports outside of school, it was just constant nonstop busyness. And what I tried to do is look for opportunities where I could maximize on more than one thing, where I could maximize my time on more than one thing. And so uh, when a teacher said, hey, we're going to have some quiet time, I would do homework, right? Because I would have been in class during that time. And now I can use that time that I would have already given away to do homework so I don't have to do it later. And this is basically that concept. If you're going to be triggered, you're going to be in pain. You're going to be feeling some sort of emotion. That time is going to be taken from you. And so if we do our processing during that time, it's like we're doubling up on that. We're maximizing that time. So it's a really, really amazing, yeah. fantastic way to proceed and progress in your healing journey. Because in addition to that, there are going to be things that, you know, we recommend writing down, basically, we call it a things I need to work on worksheet. It's things that you know you need to process. So it might be events, memories, thoughts, feelings, emotions. There's all sorts of things that go on that list. Using your triggers to make that list is a great, great, great idea. Mm -hmm using your triggers as opportunities to actually do the healing is that much further ahead. And it's going to like, let everything happen that much faster for you, which is a really, really neat concept. And in addition to that, when you get triggered, I mean, there's, there's so much to say about this, right? When you get triggered, your brain is, I think about it, like holding up a sign saying, please deal with this thing. So your brain is asking you to deal with it. And once we know the processing tools, which many of you do, we have a way to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So we need to kind of choose that new path. 
In addition to that, there are going to be things that trigger you or you get triggered for a certain reason. And you might not have that on your list because it might not be this big, obvious, big T trauma thing that you've written down. And so you get to get the big things, the medium things and the little things. And so overall, it's just an amazing, amazing, amazing strategy to implement moving forward. Yeah. It's the most surefire way to discover what you need to work on because your body is just literally telling you and shouting at you. And most of the time we don't listen to it. Right. So I think the, we need to back up a little bit um, to, to get a clear understanding of this. Like I want to go over what is pain, right? What is pain? What's happening? What is trigger? Like when you get triggered, what happens and what is that? Now we covered this on uh, Friday, right. Of last week, where we talked about how the brain processes events, right. And how, you know, the brain, you have a traumatic event, it skips the working memory, it goes into the long-term memory. And then when you get triggered, that unprocessed memory comes out with all of the emotions, all of the feelings, all of the thoughts. Um, so all of that comes out and you're basically re-experiencing that trauma in the present moment. So you feel all the same emotions, all the same things as you did when you first uh, experienced the trauma because it's unprocessed. So when you get triggered, it's an unprocessed traumatic memory that's coming out, Right. So that's what's happening, right? So you are in the present moment, basically experiencing the same emotions or similar emotions that you felt back then. And how cool is that, right? Because right then and there, you have all of the data you need to then go and process it. So uh, Kaylee's going to drop on the board here. Just to get a clear understanding and kind of to spark the memory of what Brad's talking about. We talked about Mm -hmm. this on Friday. I can't draw a brain. I apologize in advance working memory. (laughs) Long-term memory. Okay. And so what Brad is referring to is when an event is traumatic, what happens is it's supposed to go into the working memory, but it doesn't, it skips the working memory and it goes straight into your long-term memory. And in a very, very simplified, fast version of what we talked about on Friday, which is a great great uh, session to watch, really, really good session. What needs to happen is basically, since it skipped this process the first time, this working memory the first time, we need to take the information out of the long-term memory and put it into the working memory. And once it's in the working memory, your brain is going to process it. So that's kind of where the processing happens. It gets stored in your long-term memory and then you no longer get triggered. It, it no longer mm-hmm. comes up again. It, it's fully healed. And so what Brad's specifically referring to here and what we're really talking about today with this topic is something that happens when you're triggered, right? And we talked about this. We refer to it as the addiction cycle. There's, there's different ways that we refer to what happens right here. But when you're triggered, that information, all the raw stimuli, we call it, from the event comes out of your long-term memory And you do one of two things, basically. Now, here's, you'll see if you've been with us for the last few weeks, we're blending a couple of journeys here. You do one of a few things. You cope in either a negative or positive way, which puts the information back into the long-term memory, waiting for it to come up again. Or, and this is what we're talking about today, you do some sort of healing with it. So since it's already out, we basically want to say, okay, what journey do we want to take? Do we want to cope with this? And again, that could be negative or positive, or since it's already out, why don't we put it into the working memory? It's already mm-hmm. out. It's already there. Right. And Everything's again, there. I, 
it's right there. It's, it's asking you, this is how I think about it, right? This is what's going on inside your brain. You have a little version of you. And again, this is a silly way to think about it, but it can help to conceptualize this concept. You have a little version of you inside your brain with a megaphone, <laughs> right? And, and when you're triggered, when this information comes out, that version of you is saying like, like, hello, <laughs> hi, like, please pay attention to me. Right. And so it's just trying to, it has this megaphone. It is trying to get your attention. And again, that's why there's so many benefits to this. When you're, when you stub your toe, what happens? Or rather when you, you maybe for those of you who've ever maybe played sports and broken a finger for one reason or another, right. What happens? You feel what you feel pain. Your, your brain makes you feel pain. Pain is something that happens in the brain. It doesn't happen in your finger. It happens in the brain. Okay. Your brain is saying, Hey, hello. Hi. Ouch. My hand here, my tooth. Ouch. Let's bring some attention to that. We need to do something about this. Same thing is happening here. It's just all internal. So it presents as a different kind of pain. It presents as emotional pain still coming from the brain. It's the exact same thing as you, you know, breaking your hand or, you know, hurting yourself in some sort of way, your brain is going to make you feel that pain in order to draw your attention to it. We just have a habit, whether it's culturally or personally of being like, what, do you hear that? No, no, I don't hear that. And shoving it down. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, Brad's talking about, and today we're talking about this moment right here where we get triggered, it comes out of the long-term memory and then we can choose to, again, either cope negatively or positively, or mm-hmm. we can choose to put it into the working memory with our processing tools. Yeah. And this is like the core of like, don't erase that quite yet. <laughs> it's okay that you erase the event, but I just want to kind of explain two things that you drew up. Um, but before I do, um, this is all like, sh- this should all be changing your mindset about this of like, when you get triggered, it's not, it's not something to be, I mean, obviously like there's a degree of f- you're feeling emotions, right? You're feeling these emotions. But now you can be, now you can look at it a lot more logically. Like once you know the, the processing tools, you now have, you have the tools in your toolbox to deal with that trigger effectively. So you don't have to be afraid of it anymore. Now you can see it more as data. You can see it more as your body is telling you exactly what you need to work on. It's giving you all the emotions that you need to process, right? So like with protectors, right? First thing you start with is emotions. It's giving you the thoughts, you know, because the thoughts are being triggered which you can use introspective healing. It's, it might give you a memory, right? It might bring up a specific memory where you can go into bilateral processing. And what's the fourth one, Kayleen? Belief. It might be a specific belief that comes to mind and you use the challenging belief, beliefs tool, right? So now you can, you can break down the trigger into these different components and view it much more logically and a lot less emotional. So you're not sucked into it, right? So you can separate yourself from the emotion, see the emotion, interpret it as data and logically think through it and then be like, okay, I have the tool for this, right? I have these negative thoughts. I'm going to use some introspective healing. I'm feeling this emotion. I'm going to talk to this protector. I'm going to separate from this protector and talk with it and heal it right now in real time. And that's the cool thing about this. When you know the tools, your entire mindset shifts about triggers. And we talk, we talk about all the time about, you know, how most of the pain that we have is self-inflicted. You know, you have the first start, which is thrown by life, right? The first, um, the first pain is given to you by life, but then all the subsequent pains are thrown by you, right? Because you, you, you cycle yourself around into all these negative things. So if we can remove all of these negative things, you only have the pain of, of life, right? Which is a lot less than most of us think it is, 
right? Because we cause ourselves so much stress. And if we can remove that in, in this case by looking at more logically, breaking out the components and then coming up with a plan to deal with it and process it so it's gone for good, it removes a lot of that pain. It removes most of that pain. You can slow down and be like, okay, you can, you can basically scan yourself and be like, all right, I'm thinking this, this is what I'm thinking. It might be helpful to journal some things down, but you, can, you, can, you don't need to. Be like, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. All right, I'm feeling anxious. And you can even label, I'm feeling anxious. I'm having these thoughts and this memory is coming up. All right, what, what am I going to do with that? And then you go to, all right, I'm going to do some bilateral processing on this memory and release some of these emotions. Or I'm going to go and journal and do some introspective healing <coughs> on some of these negative thoughts and things to try to, you know, figure out what's going on, you know, to get my bearings and, you know, see where I need to go further. So that's how you can transform a trigger. But at this top here, this is why I want, want you to leave the, the picture on the board. In a long-term memory, you have those two paths, right? Right. And you talked about the one that goes up into the left into the working memory. That's the one that uh, is where you make the choice after your trigger to process the trigger basically immediately. And the other one is when you choose to cope, um, hopefully positively. Now, with the knowledge that you have today, um, you might be at work or something and be triggered and you might not be able to, you know, do a processing session in the middle of work. Right. But with what you now know today, you can make note of that trigger. You can still analyze it and you can still break out. Okay. I am, uh, I'm feeling this emotion. I'm having this thought. And I, I identified this belief from this trigger. Right. So now, um, you have a higher level of awareness of what needs to be worked on, right? So now you're aware of the problem. You're not just allowing the trigger to come up and then cope with it and go down. You're learning something from it, right? You're, so you're still getting something from the trigger, even if you can't process it in real time. So you can cope with it, but you're still in a better spot than you were before. If you think about this in the right way, if you analyze it and you break it out and you, 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 you tell yourself, okay, this emotion, this thought, this belief, or you just write out the data, you write out the data, the unemotional data that you experienced. So then you can go back later in the day and process it, right? Because you're not gonna be able to process everything, right? When you're like in the middle of, of uh, like, you're not always gonna be able to take a break, you know, from where we are to do a processing session. So at the very least, you can walk away from that trigger smarter than you were before it. And still, even though you might not process it in real time, you're using that trigger as an opportunity to grow, as an opportunity to learn, as an opportunity to heal, right? So that's an important aspect as well. So there's two paths now, and these are two new paths, right? Because you might've been you know, being triggered and you might be coping in a positive way, but now you can be triggered and learn something from it. And this is so incredibly, incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful. And this is good for everybody if you're just starting. Um, you can start to learn about your triggers. You can start breaking it apart. Even if you don't know the, the processing tools, you can be like, all right, I'm feeling these things. You can start to detach yourself more from the emotions and look at it more logically, uh, which will help you once you do le learn the processing tools. Um, or if you're further along in your journey, you can either process it in real time or um, you can just think of it as like, this is, this is the thing that will help you become aware of what you need to work on most. Because after you reach a certain point in your recovery, one of the hardest things to move forward is just awareness of the problem, right? Cause you have a lot of good days, but you might have a few bad days uh, and triggers and pain is the best way to become aware of what you need to work on. Cause in the beginning, it's usually pretty obvious. Like, Oh, I was abused. And I went through this trauma and this trauma and this trauma. It's usually pretty obvious in the beginning, but after you get to a certain point for some of you, this is going to be your best friend 
pain is going to be your best friend because I can show you exactly what you need to work on to get to that next level. And that was something like I kind of hit a plateau at some point before I learned this. And then once I learned it, I started analyzing the pain, seeing the pain as something that was telling me, my body was telling me exactly what I need to work on to get to that next level. So it's an amazing, incredible mindset. And it's, it's, I mean, that it like kind of sums it up. It's, it's really extremely powerful. And so we have a couple of sayings when it comes to this process specifically and pain specifically, we have a saying, pain is my friend, right? Pain is my friend. Pain mm-hmm. is showing me what needs to be done. And we have a saying, it's just data. And that's the understanding that every time you get triggered, it is information that you need in order to heal and progress. It is information. Your brain is spitting out data to you. And so Brad's talking about, if you can see it objectively, that is not a perfect process. That is great and ideal, but we're working to see it as data. And so understanding this is data, this is information that my brain is giving me so that I can move forward and trying to take just a little bit at the very least of a more objective view so that we can actually face it, right? Because a lot of times, we make it this big, scary monster. And when we can say, okay, this is just information. This is information. Mm. It's facts. It's my brain is giving this to me. Just like your boss would be giving you information. Here are the criteria for this project. Now Mm -hmm. go and figure out a way to do it. Your brain's doing the exact same thing, right? So it's just data and pain is my friend are really amazing mindset reminders really to help you with this process. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, the easy thing, the habitual thing, short-term, the easy thing short-term is going to be to just turn your head away from it. Mm-hmm. To he- hear this, you know, it's not actually gonna be a voice, but to, to feel this pain, to hear your brain saying, hello, please pay attention to this thing and just turn away from it to avoid it. That's what it is. That's what coping is, right? And again, it's not bad. It's an integral part of this journey the harder thing is going to be to face it because there are emotions involved, Mm -hmm. right? And so when we can face it it, and just be, again, at the very least, a little bit more objective to say, hey, listen, I need this data in order to move forward. Because what we're doing when we're coping, again, positively or negatively, and it has a place on the journey, what we're doing when we're coping is we're saying, okay, I'm just going to push that off so that it can bother me again tomorrow or next week. And when we continue to say that again and again and again, years go by, sometimes decades go by, and we're still being Mm -hmm. triggered by this thing. What we're doing when we're facing it, although, and I'm not going to lie to you, it's not going to be easy to face these things all the time. But when we face this and say, okay, what is actually going on? This is, this is the data. It's going to be uncomfortable. And when we can get objective, it can make it a little bit easier. But when we can see it as data, what we're saying is like, I'm dealing with this now and being basically proactive about this. So it doesn't continue to ail me forevermore. This is your, I want this thing to make me feel pain forevermore path. This is the, I want this to eventually end path. And it won't always be right that moment when you do that processing for the first time, there are going to be multiple iterations that you need to do here. But again, this is your, I want pain for forevermore path. This Mm -hmm. is your, I want this pain to end eventually. And this is a lot shorter than it realized or Mm -hmm. than you might realize. Yeah. And no, you go ahead. Just a really integral thing to see. Right. And I, I caught Lisa, your comment caught my eye, Lisa sharing, like stepping on a scale doesn't define who we are. It just r- reveals data to make healthy choices. That's all that it is. I love right? that. And that's a great way to 
really conceptualize this process because it's quantitative data, right? Meaning it's, it's a number. So, you know, if, if we're not at the fitness level we want to be and we're avoiding the scale, avoiding the scale, avoiding the scale, we're saying, okay, I'm just going to let this pain continue. Mm-hmm. Once we get on the scale, it doesn't matter what it says. Or credit card debt. <laughs> or credit card debt. It's not a reflection of who you are. It's, it's not you, but it is something that you need. It's information that you need to mm-hmm. choose this path to say, I want this to eventually end. Okay. So in this case, maybe to stop gaining weight or to stop losing weight, I want Mm -hmm. this to eventually end. So I need to face it. What's going on here. Now I can make choices. Now I, now I have the information that I need, right. Or like Brad said, credit card debt. If we keep just not looking, not looking, not looking, not looking, not paying those bills, not facing that pain of being like, Oh my gosh, not facing that problem. Once we face that pain, we say, okay, listen, I'm $25,000 in debt. Okay. That hurts. Yes. Now let's do something about it. Mm And that's what, that's what it can be. And again, so much of this is mindset. This is mindset is saying, okay, now I can do something about it. Yeah. And I typically don't really like the words weak and strong because they mean different things to different people. It means something different to me than it does to a lot of different people culturally. But, you know, a lot of people think that, or at least the way that I was raised, I'll speak from my perspective, the way that I was raised was that strong people don't emit emotion and don't feel and basically push things away, right? And so you're strong. If you fall down and you scrape your knee, or you break your arm, you don't cry. Oh, you're so strong, right? And to me, that's a, a misrepresentation of what strong is. To me, strong is facing it and saying, okay, ouch, this hurts. Now I can do something about this. That's to me what, what strength is. It's not pushing it down and pretending nothing is going wrong. To me, that, that is not strong. That's the opposite of strong. And so it, in my perspective, again, this is all just different mindset work. What is strong is, okay, there's a problem here saying, hey, there's a problem here. And now that I am facing, I'm admitting, I'm acknowledging, here's an issue. Now I can face it and do whatever it takes to face it, to overcome it, right? So that it eventually ends. That's the idea, is to fix it, face it, overcome it so that it no longer exists eventually. That's the goal, rather than ignoring it and have it perpetually exist and pretend it doesn't exist. Right. Right, just as a different concept. Yeah, and that's that's the behavior that you know most of us find ourselves in, right? You you avoid the pain for one reason or another. Maybe it's Maybe it's like the belief of weakness or... Uh, you're just scared of it. It's just a lot of stuff. Um, so habitually, when you look on the board right there where you drew the circle between the two choices that you can go down, could you just point to it? Yeah. Um, that is that is the behavior. You you right now are likely that uh, you're likely in, in the cycle or in, you've grooved into your brain to take the, the right, the path to the right where you're coping, right? So in one way or another, whether it's positive or negative, you're you're probably habitually in there. And this week we talked about behavior change and going through the levels of awareness. And now you're going to be aware of, okay, you know, before you might not have been aware of like, what do you do when you do a trigger? But now you might be, okay, I'm, I'm, when I, when I get triggered, I tend to want to go and cope, whether it's healthier, not, and I'm not saying healthy is, is bad or anyway, and, and, or, or in any way. Um, but now you can be aware of that. And start to make a, a different decision. Be like, okay, I'm going to go down this road and I'm going to try to process this. I'm trying to learn from this. I'm going to try to grow from this. I'm going to try to see this from data instead of just being sucked into it. I'm, I'm going to try to take a step back and see what's going on, try to interpret the data and come up with a plan to process it for good. So I, I don't have to feel this trigger again, right? Because when you process it, 
you don't feel that trigger again. You don't get triggered when it's a fully processed memory. Because by nature, like we said in the beginning, when you're triggered, it's an unprocessed event. It's an unprocessed trauma that's being brought up into your consciousness, right? And then if you just cope, it recedes back and then it's triggered again. And then it recedes back if you're just coping, right? But if you take this and you process that unprocessed trauma, it's done. And then the next time you're in that situation, that same situation in the, further, in, in the future, you won't get triggered. And that way you actually get to eliminate the trigger altogether. So not only do you, yeah, you're not stuck in the cycle. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I mean, it's incredible. It's an incredible it, process. That says it all. It's like, a, it's, you now have a choice, right? And so I tried to draw this up here and yes, I will take my 10 million a year, like Vanna White, please. Okay. For, for being your Vanna White today. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I tried to draw that more distinctly as you have options, you have two options here. Right. And so understanding that, and like Brad said, by nature, this is unprocessed. You had all the raw data and your brain said, great, let's put it right in the basement. That's, that's what it did right in the attic, right in storage. It didn't go through it. I want you to think about, you just went on a trip, right? And you have clean clothes, you have dirty clothes, you have souvenirs. That's your raw data. Instead of going through that bag, what you do is you put that bag in the basement. Okay. And then every time that maybe you need an item that might be in that bag, you're like, oh shoot, it's in that bag. And it causes you a ton of distress right? Or maybe you take it out of the bag and you put it back in the bag. It stays in the basement. What we should have done, what our brain should have done is right when we got home from that trip, we should have processed that information. Meaning we should have put the souvenirs you know, or sent the souvenirs to where they needed to be. We should have put the dirty clothes away. We should have put the clean clothes away and put the bag where the bags go. So that in the future, when we needed something, when we needed that souvenir, we wouldn't have to go down into the basement to get it. Okay. So just an analogy to, to kind of use this here. And so I want you, I've, I've been, I'm saying that because Brad and I are going on a trip pretty soon and I've been guilty of that so many times. I go home from a trip and instead of unpacking my bag, not metaphorically, literally, instead of unpacking my bag, I leave it on the couch and I live out of it for the next three weeks. <laughs> okay. And so if, let's say I made that choice, okay, where I left my bag on the couch and then the first time I needed something out of that bag, I had a choice. I could just take the thing out of the bag and leave the bag on the couch, or I could do what I should have done in the first place. And I could process what's in that bag. I could put everything away. So it's everything's back where it needed to be. Does that make sense as an analogy there? So again, we have the tools for those of you who are new, you're still going to need to learn the tools, but you have access to learn those tools we've covered in recovery secrets. We'll cover them in different ways. And again, in the future, we have the tools, we have the capabilities. So now it's up to us to choose, to decide how we want to move forward. And again, you don't have to make this choice every time where you're doing processing. It's going to depend a little bit on your situation and there's nothing wrong with coping. It's just something that you can use as an opportunity, something that you can walk through your life with and have the confidence that, hey, anything that comes up, anything that hurts me, bothers me, triggers me, upsets me, disturbs me. I have the opportunity to solve it, to solve it. Yeah. And some of the big things, you're going to have to do multiple sessions of processing, but there are going to be things where something messes with you, disturbs you, upsets you, triggers you, and you do just a little bit of processing. And right then, right there, you're able to literally solve it. It will be like that because it, 
that's all that it requires. It's just a little bit of attention and a little bit of, of work, a little bit of processing, and then it's done forever. And so that's another reason why this entire concept is great. It's awesome for the big stuff. It's especially awesome for the little things and the medium things that are a lot more sneaky. Mm-hmm. Really, really important thing and really great thing to take forward. And if you don't have a processing routine in place, I encourage you to get one and to implement one. But if you don't, do this instead. And so maybe you'll end up processing more. You know, maybe you're not doing any processing right now. Maybe a couple times a week you'll process because you're using pain as your friend and you're using these moments as data. Mm-hmm. Two really important concepts I want you to take away from this. Pain is my friend. It's just data. If you like today's podcast, you can get access to five live recovery secrets coaching sessions a week, just like this with a Q&A session at the end of each session, a private coaching community, replay access, monthly fitness and nutrition workshops, and a ton of amazing bonuses for free by going to overcomingptsd.com slash free trial. Hope to see you there.